Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. One of the central components in Aristotle's definition of anger and rhetoric book two is the action and the suffering of slighting the person who angers slights the other person who then suffers or undergoes this slighting. And the word slighting is a translation of oligoria. It could be rendered in other ways, making less, belittling, pushing down. There's a lot of different ways we could characterize this. And Aristotle, in fact, is going to provide us with a definition of what slighting is. It's a little bit tricky in the way that it's framed. It can be defined as actualization of opinion in regard to something which appears valueless. Now, when you hear that, if you don't automatically or intuitively say, oh yes, I I understand exactly what he's talking about. It's in part because of the language. So the actualization is energia, right? And and this is an important Aristotelian term, particularly in in, uh, metaphysics, but it also pertains to ethical and emotional matters. So actualization is a good way to translate it. It's making something be, making something act within the world that we live in. So slighting takes something and makes it actual. What does it make actual? Opinion, doxa. And doxa can mean opinion in the sense of an opinion that I have in my mind, but it's also sort of like your public existence. Your reputation is another way of translating it. You could think of this as making something clear within the public sphere or advancing a claim about somebody or something. And what is it saying? So it's in regard or in relation to peri in Greek, tomedenos, and that means the thing, medenos axion is going to be of no account, of no value. Axios, axion here means value. It's the word that we get axiom from, right? Something that we consider to be valuable. And so something is being treated as if it is of no value or little value. And the key word there following that is phenomenon, to phenomenon, something that is in our public sight, you could say, something that appears, right? So actualization of opinion in regard to something which appears valueless, making it appear of less value than it is, or showing that you don't consider it valuable. And this could be with physical objects. Like I could say, this piece of chalk is just crap. I'm going to show how valueless it is. Snap, I break it in half. It can do nothing to resist me, right? That's probably not going to get you angry. But if I say, you know, I'm really glad that I'm not as stupid as you. Now suddenly 
I'm slighting you, right? I am telling you that I consider you to be stupid. And if you are in fact stupid, you might say, well, yes, okay, I accept that. But if you don't feel stupid, which I think most people don't, you would say, who the hell are you to call me stupid? I want to be treated better than that, right? And so slighting is treating people in, in ways that they don't like, that they view as putting them down, lowering them in a certain respect. And Aristotle is going to define three main modalities of this. Is this all that you know we could possibly conceive of in terms of sliding? Probably not. And some of the examples are sometimes a bit difficult to fit in, but this is a pretty good rendition or explanation of what it is that people get angry about. And the three kinds that he names are, we can translate these in different ways, contempt, disdain, sometimes it's translated as literally looking down or thinking down about somebody, kataphronesis, spite, epereasmos, malice is another way perhaps of translating this, just screwing with people would be a rather colloquial way. And then we've got this term that we can render as insult. It's not a bad way to render it. We're more familiar with this as an anglicized Greek term, hubris, right? We often talk about somebody being full of hubris because they're taking on more than they can actually deliver. This is a little bit different. So hubris was a term that was used in ancient Greek, not just to denote people who were like super prideful and like, you know, took a, a city and became the tyrant, but also people who would engage in insult or injury or attempts to humiliate with each other, to screw with somebody in a way that's a little bit different than spite, as we'll talk about in a moment. And Aristotle is going to give us a little description of each of these and then, and then some examples, and then he's gonna go on and provide additional examples within this chapter of book two. So let's look at contempt first, right? Contempt is treating somebody as of no or little value. The term that he uses there is oxion again. So treating somebody, regardless of what value they have, as if they don't really have value. And Aristotle actually says something quite interesting here. Things which are really bad or good or tend to become so, we consider worthy of paying attention to. So if somebody's really bad, then you watch out for them, right? If something is really good, you pay attention to it. Things that we don't care about, those are the things we look down upon, we show contempt to. So this can vary considerably from person to person and situation to situation. And he's going to go on as well and tell us about spite. What is spite consistent? Literally placing obstacles, hindering, you could say as well. Empodismos. These are shackles or things that get in the way of somebody doing something. Placing obstacles in the way of other people's wishes, what it is that they want, what it is that they desire. And then he goes on and he says, not in order that any advantage accrues to him who spites. So they're not getting anything out of it. They're just preventing anything good happening for the other person. This is malice. This is maliciousness. This is being a, a jerk to other people. Now, there's another way of being a jerk, though. Hubris. 
injuring, blabberon, right, in, in Greek, or causing pain, lupe, to another in order to, and here we got to be a little bit careful with the translation as well, to cause them disgrace, to cause them literally shame, to lower them in that respect. Here the Greek is ephois aishune, right, so that they feel worse. They feel shameful. They feel dishonored. And Aristotle will in fact use the word atimia, which means dishonor as well to talk about this. Now, why does somebody do this? He says not to obtain any other advantage for oneself besides the performance of the act, but for one's pleasure. Or we could translate it as their enjoyment in Greek, all hopos so that they literally, so that they enjoy, so that they feel pleasure. This is something that we see people doing all the time in ways that could be innocuous, like gentle teasing, all the way up to bullying, where one increases one's own sense of status or agency at the expense of somebody else who's humiliated, who's forced into a lowered position. So each of these is a particular way in which we can slight. And you might make people angry by being contemptuous of them, but not by being insulting. Or you could just be a spite person who doesn't get anything out of screwing with other people, screwing up their plans, their wishes, their desires, and you don't actually show contempt or insult. These are all different possible modalities. And then Aristotle is going to give us some, some nice examples of this. He talks about people who are showing contempt to other people people, dishonoring them, right? He says that people think that they have a right to be esteemed by those who are inferior to them in birth and power and virtue or whatever other respect. And so if you treat them as if they're equal or lower, then they get upset with you for this, right? And he says people are angry at slights from those whom they think they have a right to expect to be well-treated, those they've conferred or are conferring benefits, right? Those who they desire or did desire to benefit. And there's a lot of ways of showing contempt. One that we're going to talk about is its own thing, but I'll just mention here, if you talk badly about something that somebody else considers to be important or serious, and you treat it as if it's not, they get angry with you because they feel that you're slighting, not them as such, but the things that, that concern them. Let's talk about spite a little bit more. So Aristotle actually has a very interesting discussion where he doesn't mention spite, but I think this is exactly what he's talking about. He says that people are angry when they are pained because one who is pained aims at something. If then anyone directly opposes them in anything, as for example, prevents them from drinking when they're thirsty, or not directly, but just seems to be doing the same. And if anyone goes against him or refuses to assist him or troubles him in any other way, when he's in this frame of mind, he is angry with all such persons. Now, that is an example of placing obstacles, placing things that get in the way. Somebody desires something, you don't let them have what it is that they desire, you create problems for them, they're going to get angry. And they're going to get angry at you for slighting them by showing spite. They may not articulate it that way. They may say things like, why are you getting in the way? Why are you messing with me? What's your problem here? But we're really talking about spite here. And so he gives some examples. The sick 
those in necessity, those at war, the lovesick, the thirsty. In a word, all who desire something and cannot attain it are prone to anger and easily excited. Now, it's interesting because he also talks a little bit here about contempt. What's the contempt angle? He says, especially against those who make light of their present condition, who say, oh, that's not that serious. That's not that big of a deal. Make light could also be understood as being a type of insult, as we'll talk about. So he says, the sick person is easily provoked in regard to his illness, the necessitous in regard to his poverty, the warrior in regard to warlike affairs, the lover in regard to love affairs, and so with the rest. For the passion present in his mind, in each case, paves the way for his anger, right? And Aristotle also talks about one other thing that's, in a way, a projection on our part of spite. People are angry when the event is contrary to their expectation. The more unexpected a thing is, the more it pains, just as they're overjoyed if contrary to expectation, what they desire comes to pass. So it could be just circumstances. I go walking outside and I've got my nice suede jacket on and it begins to rain on me and I'm like, oh, damn you sky, rain clouds. What are you doing to me, right? That's the, the environment itself is showing me a kind of spite right? Maybe it's also showing me a kind of contempt. Oh, I don't really care about you and your needs, but it really has to do much more with my desire to wear my suede jacket, which will now be ruined by the, the rain or something like that, right? Let's talk about hubris, insult. This is also something that makes people quite angry, right? He says that when this happens, the pleasure that's felt by those who insult is the idea that in treating other people badly, they're more fully showing a kind of superiority. Hooper echen, literally to, to be placed above the other person. So I think bullying is a prime example of this. P bullies hurt other people so that they can feel better about themselves. Usually they're, they're not feeling great about themselves either. So he says dishonor is characteristic of this. And one who dishonors another slights him for that which is worthless has no value either as good or evil. And he gives the example of Achilles in his wrath, um, proclaiming, he has dishonored me since he keeps the prize he has taken for himself. If you don't know about the Iliad, it begins with Achilles almost losing it in anger and killing his war leader, Agamemnon, who has imposed a slighting upon him, taking it as, as insult. So these are all the different kinds of slighting that Aristotle will talk about in Rhetoric Book 2 as uh, the provokers of anger. And knowing what these are, we are, you could say, better armed for thinking about whether other people are doing these to us when we get angry at them and for thinking about how we might avoid doing these things if we don't want to make other people angry at us. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.